You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. With me is Stefan Naidu. Stefan is a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town and is responsible for the high income fund at 91. Now, Stefan, it's a very interesting time. I mean, you probably sat around for years if you've been on the fund that long, sat around for years watching interest rates just bumble along at the lower levels and suddenly they burst into life because of inflation. And now we're seeing, for example, global bond yields at a 15-year high as a collective. How has this changed your approach and changed the approach of the High Income Fund at 91? Yeah, you know, Lindsay, I think it's incredible. You know, the last time we saw Jaiba at these levels was post the financial crisis back in 2009. So cash is quite an attractive asset class on its own, just given the uncertainty we're seeing globally in the macro environment. You know, income funds like the High Income Funds offer cash plus returns with the added benefits of liquidity. So, I mean, if you just look at inflation, CPI in June was about five and a half percent. So just by being in a cash benchmark strategy, like uh, a benchmark like Steffi, you would have earned a one percent real return uh, at six and a half percent. And then if you add in a credit component, the yield goes up to nine and a half percent. So that's a four percent real return, which is really a very attractive proposition for investors looking to park lazy cash uh, in such a tight environment. Yeah, this environment can't, of course, last. And many people are calling the top of the interest rate cycle and the top of the yields, whether it be in South Africa or elsewhere. What happens when that happens? In other words, yields coming down and inflation coming down, interest rates falling. Then cash, of course, becomes less attractive on its own in isolation. Yeah, exactly. Which is why I think the the credit spreads, which add in a, a quite an attractive buffer above cash returns, you know, help prevent that big decline in base rates. You know, base rates are probably going to remain quite elevated for some time. Uh, we've seen Jibar tick down slightly since the peak, but I think given where the Saab is right now and pausing, given where the Fed is, we're likely to see interest rates and cash rates remain quite elevated. But as an aside, credit spreads still offer quite an attractive return component. I guess there is quite a lot of debate on whether or not credit spreads turn around. You know, credit spreads have been quite tight, just given the amount of demand for the asset class and constrained supply. And I mean, there's a number of reasons we can unpack those. But I think what we think about when we think about risk in the portfolio is how much spreads can widen before investors would break even to cash. And currently, that's about 50 basis points. So there's quite a big moat to cross before underperforming cash. Okay, uh, let's talk about those credit spreads and the lack of supply. The lack of supply is interesting. Why is that? Well, I think, you know, in a constrained economic environment, business confidence is low. So businesses don't necessarily have high capex needs. They aren't growing their business. They aren't expanding. And at the same time, you know, we've seen quite choppy waters on uh, on the consumer side. So consumers have little demand. And these two factors join up together and, and really corporates haven't expanded. And then on the banking side, I think what we've seen is an excess supply of liquidity. You know, the monetary policy implementation framework has resulted in banks carrying excess liquidity, which means they have a lot more cash to spend, but their risk tolerance hasn't increased just given what's happening in the macro. So we've seen sustained demand from traditional investors, but we've also seen banks come into this corporate credit space, resulting in spreads collapsing. Let's talk about the importance of fundamental analysis, which in your piece that you kindly sent me has been highlighted. It is a tough environment. There are macro pressures in various different geographies. And how much store do you set on sort of deep coverage of macro issues when it comes to your high income fund? 
Yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're about as traditional as you get. At our core, we're all fundamentally credit risk people. We all come from different banking, accounting, engineering backgrounds. And I think that's really the, the highlight is the depth of the team, you know, expertise, all having been around for a long time, you know, an average tenor of about 20 years of experience in the team. And really this deep sector specialization allows unique uh, insights because we manage various strategies ranging from things like low risk and the high income strategy to high risk project finance across the African continent. And when you have that level of sector expertise, you're able to see things differently and pick out the nuances. So I think, you know, strict position sizing within the funds is really an important uh, aspect to risk controls, but really understanding the nuts and bolts from a fundamental analysis, particularly where the market is ever so volatile, uh, really helps protect the strategy. Let's look at the credit cycle now. As I said in one of my preamble questions, many people think that the interest rate cycle is peaking and inflation will abate, uh, albeit rather slowly in some places. Where are we in your mind? Yeah, I think the question you've got to ask is what can turn the credit cycle? Uh, you know, we have this big demand for credit assets because it offers subtractive real returns, whereas it's very hard to find that in, in other asset classes. But there isn't really a, a key driver for the shoe to drop unless there is a significant blowout. And I think that kind of speaks to fundamental analysis, avoiding the banana peels and position sizing the strategy. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to be sitting on expensive credit. So you have a few levers to pull. You're able to rotate the portfolio, uh, especially given that the curve has steepened so much. You know, we've seen the front end of the curve tighten about 20 to 30 basis points over the last two months alone. So, you know, roll on return is a significant contributor to overall portfolio return. I think in terms of where we are in the credit cycle, you know, I think spreads will probably remain quite tight for the foreseeable future. And we'd have to really, uh, I think, lean on the benefit of active management, which is rotating the portfolio, looking for attractive opportunities that aren't available to the rest of the market and selectively enhancing yield. And of course, the $64,000 question, which people want to hear is, how are you positioned at the moment? I think we're probably as defensive as we've ever been. You know, I think in this environment, you aren't rewarded for taking risk outside of your mandate. Uh, we're quite conservative in our approach. We know that our clients are looking for primarily capital preservation and an increased yield above cash. So we're quite defensively positioned. You know, we maintain a very strong bias to quality, looking to back strong balance sheets with stable cash flows, and then looking to selectively enhance returns through uh, structural credit enhancements. So, you know, we've been playing a lot in the infrastructure space, looking at government guaranteed SOE risk, which offers exceptional risk adjusted returns but also trying to play more in the, uh, in the bespoke opportunities, originating credit um, through our direct origination channels. And really, I think financials is, remains a key underpin in the portfolio. You know, by playing across the capital structure, we're able to achieve quite an attractive blended spread without taking undue risk. And if I could leave you with one thought, I think the thought is that we're happy to take larger risk or larger bets on lower risk counterparties than going down the credit scale into the lower rated because we think you just aren't rewarded for it in a credit spread tightening environment. I like that passing thought. Thank you very much, Stefan. Stefan Naidu is a portfolio manager at 91 in Cape Town, jointly responsible for the 91 High Income Fund. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position 
or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer, or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision, and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.